Hello. And welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 59, The Dark Knight Rises. Hello, Hallie. Hello, David. Hello, Kristen. Hello, David. And hello, listeners. The Dark Knight Rises is a 2012 American superhero movie. It's directed by Christopher Nolan, who co-wrote the film with his brother Jonathan, and co-wrote the story with David S. Goyer. It's the third and final installment in Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, taking place eight years after the events of the previous movie, and it stars... Oh, crap. (laughs) There's a name that I listened to, like, how do you pronounce this person's name? Is it Cillian Murphy? No. I hope it's Bale. I hope that's the name. Christian Bale. 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 Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yes. Thomas Hardy. (laughs) It stars Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Gary Oldman, Anne Hathaway, Tom Hardy, Marion Cotillard. 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 I listened to somebody, some French person who has a video of how to pronounce her name. Yeah. I, I've that only wasn't ever heard people great. do the American Marion Cotillard. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who said it like probably correctly, I was like, no. <laughs> Proceed. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Morgan Freeman. I've heard of many of these people. <laughs> this is this movie is basically a reunion for a movie that I know you have seen because I said we should put it on our list, and you're like, I've seen it before. And which movie was that? You don't recognize the cast of characters in which several of them also appear in another movie? Is that other movie... The Dark Knight. No, another <laughs> movie, Inception, which also has oh, sure. Michael Caine and Marion Cotillard, Joseph <laughs> <laughs> Gordon-Levitt, and Tom Hardy and Killian Murphy. I think I maybe said his name already. And someone else is Killian Murphy in this one. He's yeah. not in this one, is he? Who is he? Death by Exile. Oh. Yeah, he's that guy. Okay, I didn't realize that was him. That's that's him. He wasn't. His jawbones weren't as prominent as they are in uh, that TV show, Peaky Blinders. I've not seen it. You would probably enjoy it. Okay, noted. Yeah. So that's who it stars. <laughs> uh, the Dark Knight Rises received positive reviews from critics, who felt it was a satisfying conclusion to the trilogy, with the consensus over at Rotten Tomatoes calling the movie quote ambitious, thoughtful, and potent. It also did well at the box office, earning over a billion dollars worldwide and becoming the seventh highest grossing film of all time at the time of its release. Finally, it was named one of the top 10 films of 2012 by the American Film Institute. So, good for Dark Knight Rises. Good for Dark Knight Rises. Kelly is making faces. (laughs) No, I'm not. You can't prove anything. The entire time I was telling people that I was going to watch this movie, I kept calling it Batman Begins. Like, truly, I never once got this movie's name correctly. And I don't know why, because I have seen this and I know what it's called. But every time I would go to say The Dark Knight Rises, what came out was Batman Begins. Yeah. That's the first movie. It is. I don't know the last time I saw that. I don't either. I probably saw it in theaters, actually, so... I don't know, 2005 or whatever that was? Maybe. Yeah. Long time ago. 
In case it's been a while since you've seen it, The Dark Knight Rises is the story of Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman, who has turned into a bit of a recluse since we've seen him last, holed up in Wayne Manor after Batman took the fall for the death of Harvey Dent at the end of the previous film. However, there's a new villain in town, the mercenary Bane, who has captured a nuclear scientist and looks to bankrupt Bruce Wayne through a convoluted heist involving Catwoman stealing Wayne's fingerprints and some tomfoolery with the stock exchange. Batman is then led by Catwoman into a trap set by Bane in the sewers. Bane and Batman fight, and Bane wins, shipping Batman off to the prison where Bane needs to be incarcerated somewhere abroad somewhere, and leaves him to watch as Bane takes Gotham hostage with a nuclear weapon. Will Bruce slash Batman be able to get his physical therapy done in time to defuse the bomb and save the city? A plane heist. A kickoff return for a touchdown. <laughs> and introducing Batman's new vehicle, the Bat-Bat. The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, should we talk about the personality quiz? Bat-Bat. Yeah, personality quiz. There's sadly no description. No. <laughs> it's just, you take the quiz and you get a person. So, which person did you get, Howie? A Batman. <laughs> I didn't like that at all. That's too wrong. <laughs> I hope you hurt your voice. <laughs> In the rest of this episode, you unironically talk like that because you can't. I don't know if I can do it. My voice hurts now. That's the price for being Batman. That's the price That's you the gotta price. pay. Who'd you get, Kristen? I did not look at the title of this quiz before I took it, so I didn't know that it was from the trilogy. Yes, it is from the, the trilogy. I, I found one that was just The Dark Knight Rises, and it was bad. So this one was slightly better. All right, that's fine. But So I got a character who was not in this one, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I got the Joker! The Joker. The Joker, who's crazy, but like, arguably, I love pain, but arguably, of this trilogy, the best villain. That is arguable. One can argue that. Easily argue it. Yeah. And win. Glad we got Batman and the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen this. <laughs> Who'd you get, David? I got Alfred Pennyworth. <laughs> DC super something, not even like superhero or villain. But on that one, I got Alfred, and I was like, no, no, I didn't. That one was, who's your superhero or supervillain based on your zodiac sign? <laughs> <laughs> and I got the one who wasn't a hero or a villain. He was just a butler. <laughs> but Alfred's great, so it's fine. Alfred, Alfred is more than a butler. I yeah. we should elect Alfred president. I love him. He's. He's great. Yeah, he's he great. Was, he was speaking wisdom throughout this whole film, speaking and I was wisdom. like, "Alfred, you gotta, you gotta, just, I don't know, man. The, the, we gotta get you in a position of power somewhere." I think I was just tired when I watched it. So mostly when I watched this movie, it was like just blank movie watching face. The two times I showed emotion, the first one was the sadness when Alfred turned to uh, Bruce's parents' graves and he was like, I failed you. I'm so sorry. Like, literal, like, frowny face. <laughs> <laughs> like, lips turned down. I was like, Alfred. 
And then a couple of minutes later, when he's sitting on the thing and he sees Bruce across the way at the at the thing, um, and then he's smiling, I smiled and I was like, Albert, it's <laughs> freak. He's living his life now. Yeah. Knowing that Bruce is probably fine. Maybe. 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 As fine as one could be when you are the Batman. Yeah. Oh, also, when you were saying earlier that Joseph Gordon Levitt was like, I recognized your mouth or something. Like, yeah. yes, Christian Bell has a very distinct mouth. So, like, I know, like, like, what you're saying, but I also, as a person who, like, tends to notice mouths, I would be like, yeah, I connected these dots. And Bruce Banner, Bruce Banner, Bruce Wayne would be like, no, you didn't. You didn't connect dots, but I did. I did connect dots. Well, it's not like he saw saw Bruce Wayne and Batman and then was like, I recognized your mouth. It was that he came and he was smiling and he was like, I recognize the smile you used to hide the pain, which means you're Batman. No, I think he was just saying smile to hide the pain because i remember thinking like does jgl know he's batman and then he kept going and i was like oh no no he's just talking in general <laughs> because i thought does he know he's batman he knows he's batman i, I thought no 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 jgl is not in on this yet no he I, I think he was in on it he is after all the savvy cop that we're supposed to like yeah. he's a detective but like so many things had to like become abundantly clear he saw like explosives and was like wait a minute they're not laying cement (laughs) so no i don't think in one conversation he was like bruce wayne is batman i do think that in one conversation he was like i also got the feeling that he knew he was but i don't like that in one conversation he knew he was batman because he didn't i think it it seemed it seemed like a lot of a lot of people knew he was Batman in this one. Bane did because Bane's a smart cookie. And then he said it while Catwoman was there. So then later on, that's you why Bruce sense. could just be like, I can just walk up to her as Bruce Wayne. And, and, and she knows that I'm Batman. And it's fine. Joseph Gordon-Levitt did not know. Hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was not let in on the clue, on the clue, on the joke, on the whatever. Until Bruce's... Are you Googling it? Yes, I am. All right. I don't remember his character's name. John Blake. Robin. <laughs> <laughs> All three are true. Um, while you do that, talking about uh, seeing it for the first time. So I should mention up top that I'm not sure how I feel about Batman anymore. Like, I've read a lot of critiques of him as a person and a character, and I tend to agree with some of the more damning ones. Like, at the heart of it, he is just kind of a billionaire who goes around and beats up on people who are either like less fortunate than he is or mentally ill or both and then locks him up in Blackgate or Arkham or wherever. And Wayne Enterprises is like a major defense contractor in these films, if not the comics. I don't I haven't really read too many of the comics, but they're making like high-tech weapons of war for the government or several governments. I'm not sure who all has a contract with Wayne, which we're supposed to look at and be like, sweet, that thing sure could kill a lot of people. <laughs> like the bat is a quote unquote urban pacification turret thing. Yeah, that is like, yeah, I didn't like, <laughs> I didn't like the phrasing of that. It's like supposed to be able to shoot people effectively in tight spaces on city <laughs> yeah, streets, like, oh. which is definitely something you're supposed to be introduced to and be like, that is so cool. But I, in my old age, am not all about that anymore. 
Um, the movies are also very pro-cop and paints them as like glorious defenders of the city or whatever, which has not aged well. No. Has not aged well. Which also a scene that did not age well in light of January sixth is um, the scene where. Like, regardless of one's feelings about the police, and I am certainly skeptical of them at best, watching them get beat up by people who have stormed the Capitol, it doesn't land quite the same way as it did in 2012, I'm sure. <laughs> that, I was watching it and I was like, man, that's, that's, a, that's a thing. Anyway, all of that said, I like this movie a lot. <laughs> Batman, what? despite all of the totally valid and accurate criticisms of him, still kind of has a special place in my heart. I grew up with Batman the Animated Series and watched it pretty much daily after school. I am also a grief-motivated individual <laughs> who, like, lives in my father's old house after his death, etc., etc. <laughs> so, like, I understand where Batman is coming from. And while I have a complicated relationship with and thoughts about the character, and he is certainly not above rebuke, I enjoy watching portrayals of him in movie films. And this was a good and this was a good portrayal. I think they achieved a sort of nuanced look at both the strengths and the fears of Bruce Wayne as a person, especially after losing another loved one in Rachel Dawes in the previous movie. And like, I don't know, becoming a recluse for eight years feels like a thing that could happen to me. <laughs> and I appreciate that the movie is sort of based around a man shaking that off and finding what he truly loves or needs or wants from the world. And like, yeah, there's fighting and stuff, which I'm still whatever about, but Bane is sort of a compelling, if over-the-top villain, and I appreciated the twists and turns of learning about his story, I guess. And like, yes, the plot is a little bit nonsense <laughs> at, at several points in time. There are things that like, the entire stock exchange heist thing was like, they just held up the stock exchange and you're going to be like, well, there's this suspicious thing with Bruce Wayne. I guess he doesn't have any money anymore. Let's not investigate that any further. <laughs> um, anyways, it's probably like a seven and a half. Those are my thoughts on Batman. That is so much higher than I thought you would be giving it. That's so much higher than I thought I would be giving it, too. But Did you like The Dark Knight? I, I, I've only seen it once, and it was, again, probably in theaters. But I remember enjoying it. Okay. Like, I... I don't know. I I kind of like Batman. <laughs> Batman's fun. I kind of I kind of enjoy Batman. Don't watch Ben Affleck's Batman. Or I'll say it again. Probably, do it. probably won't be doing that. I don't know if I'm going to see the new Batman either. I'm so excited because he's just a little emo kid. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's fun. And that that makes sense too. Like there are a lot of ways to portray Batman, and I've read a number of like the standalone. Like I haven't read like a serialized batman comic ever mm -hmm. but there's a lot of like standalone graphic novels that i've read and like year one and killing joke and like there's a bunch of them um and there's a whole bunch of arkham asylum there's a whole bunch of different ways to portray batman and a lot of weird psychology to delve into with him as well and i don't know i i, I rarely read a, a batman thing where i'm like I don't know about that. Know <laughs> it's about always, that. yeah, it's always kind of like, yeah, all right, Batman. Batman. Yeah. He's he's a rich rich guy beating people up. <laughs> but I'm still into it for some reason. Yeah. Anyway, Hallie, how did you... <laughs> because you put it down, so I was like, she was wrong, and so she didn't report it to everybody. <laughs> I don't know for sure. No one knows for sure. But the consensus seems to be that he knows. 
Does anyone really know? Reddit does, and other forums <laughs> where people are like, oh, okay, I feel like this is maybe not backing up my argument. But it does seem like most people are like, yeah, he's saying that he knows that it is. I guess I have to scene. watch the scene again. But a lot of people are like, why? A lot of people are like, is, is that? It is a fair enough question that it is on forums such as Reddit. Hallie, how did you feel about the movie? <laughs> what number would you give it to start with? Like a five. A five. Okay. Like a five. Okay, what would you give it if it was shorter? Like a seven. <laughs> like, 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 I, I agree that it does a good job portraying both sides of Batman. I think that like Bruce Wayne as a character is wonderful in the film, and I think his struggling with grief is wonderful. However, if it was just that and it was 90 minutes, it would be so much better. But it is way longer than 90 minutes. Yeah. It's way longer than two hours. And I can't... There's so much. There's the plane heist. There's the faking the doctor's death. There's yeah. a nuclear reactor. There's then following this convoluted plan that's like steal Bruce Wayne's fingerprints, heist the stock market, do all this stuff with underground tunnels. Oops, it's Marion Cotillard as the villain. Oh, uh, blah, 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 blah. And it does, like, it doesn't age well. So part of that is uh, is probably why I don't like it very much. But I don't really like that. So Alfred is right. He's like, you could be so much more helpful as Bruce Wayne than Batman. Uh, objectively true fact. But then they kind of create a problem that only Batman can solve. So I'm unsure what the movie wants. And it does, there doesn't need to be one clear answer or one moral, like, yes or no. So, like, I guess maybe I don't mind that part as much, but then it makes, like, I don't know what the plan is because I couldn't remember the first movies. I didn't understand yeah, what the revolution have... was for or about because I was like, Catwoman's right. The reckoning is coming. And then I was, and, and, and then, like, Marion Cotillard, whose name I cannot remember. Matilda? Matilda. Slash something else. Latia or something. Talia? Talia. Matilda was not her character's name. Look at Miranda? Miranda. Miranda Tate. Uh, Miranda Tate. Um, you know, she was like, I'm hosting a charity, gonna fund this environmental thing. And I was like, oh, good. The environmental people are the terrorists. Love it. Love, love when it's like a good cause, but no, because terrorism. Uh, it, um, I thought that was just a fun. But I don't know like what her real plan is. Yeah, her real I plan was... is to stab Batman. That was just that just came up. That's not what is the what is the point of this revolution and the and the like Batman. and the like. There's nuclear bomb going off. Like, okay, I'm gonna blow up Gotham. This is gonna prove something or solve a world problem. What is it? I don't know. They never make that yes. super clear. And like, I know that she was like, I'm going to fulfill Ra's and Google's plan. But it's the third movie in a trilogy. You gotta remind people what that is. You gotta remind He's people what around it is since the first one. And then I also get annoyed too because, and maybe Bane said this and I forgot, I watched it in two parts because it's a long movie. Yeah. And so I yeah. don't know if it was because the plan was slightly convoluted or if it was because I watched it in two parts, but there was a bit of like, 
what why are we doing what we're doing now? Yeah. I'm not against it happening. I'm just like how did we get to this point? What is that? It seems like we started at point A and we're trying to get to point H and currently we're at D, which is fine, but I have forgotten oh, yeah. A and H. <laughs> I don't know like why we're what here. every other letter is. But what was confusing to me is, you know, they're like, Rise up, take back Gotham from the people in charge. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, they can do that. You're still gonna kill them with a bomb in five months. So Right, like, what, what is the point? Mean? Like on the one hand, they could just like nothing matters they're all gonna die like, so like they can do whatever but like what's the point then of having this revolution if regardless of how it goes you're gonna kill it who benefits who benefits who benefits and then i was like bane are you getting out of there are you staying he seemed like he was gonna stay why probably raz al ghul's plan we don't know what, <laughs> we it, don't know is. what it is and then like and then like when we when we put when we throw Batman in the pit and he's hanging out there for five months or whatever, I was just like pit song. <laughs> like I don't. It makes me upset that I don't know where that prison is. I assume somewhere vaguely Middle Eastern. Um, I do not know if this is the actual location, but the the chant that they're saying is Moroccan. It is Moroccan because yes. my subtitles just said language. <laughs> right now, yeah. said language, and I'm like, that's not helpful. Yeah. This doesn't. But maybe because we're not supposed to know where it's just supposed to be. I place. mean, that's fine, but that also felt like very Middle Eastern warmongering is bad. I don't know. It felt like it felt like we couldn't have had like a terrible prison in Norway or something like. Yeah, I don't know. It felt. I agree with that. Too tangential to that, and I and I I don't know. I guess you don't need guards because it's in a pit, but it just like you can just try to climb the wall at any time. I don't know. I don't understand the prison. I don't understand how it works. I don't understand why Bane can return and then there's not like a flood of people trying to get out when he comes back. Like if you if you just Bane's got connections. See, I was really enjoying the pit part because one, I was like, we get to see Batman become strong again. And then we get to see him try to like make the jump. And the chance is really fun. But mostly, as I have said, Bane is my favorite villain from the Harley Quinn animated series. <laughs> so and good. in his pit, it's just a rehab facility. <laughs> they like do crafts and they have like little social hours and he gets like guest speakers to come. And he's like, it's really great. And Bane is just trying so hard. He, he's a villain, but he's He's, he's helping everyone, he's, and I love him. So when I was watching it, I was like, this is before it gets to be the rehab facility. <laughs> and right now it just kind of is, because you know, story. he's getting his, his physical therapy in. Also, my god. Sounds terrible. Like, I, of course it does. But when they like hang him up and then they like punch uh the the vertebrae back in on the one hand i was like as a person who enjoys going to the chiropractor part of me thinks that could be satisfying but right. i think the larger part of me says ow like, <laughs> like part of me is like i wonder if like dangling in that fashion is like good for stretching or something yeah. but then but i don't know it's in a it's in a, it's in a rope it's in a prison it's we have an inverted table in my basement setting sounds great it's not bad it's a weird thing to have in your basement but it sounds great it is what it is <laughs> yeah so those are those are 
five months seemed like a little bit of a short time span for a spinal injury. Right. <laughs> in, in like not in like not. But he's a he's, very good medically like. Yeah, but he's Batman. He's yeah. Batman, yeah. and like to some extent, I allow there's some leeway with a superhero because it's it's fun to watch a superhero do things that, like Bruce Wayne. Yeah, you gotta be. He's so much more useful as Bruce Wayne than as Batman. Yeah. So I agree with that critique. But it's also like it's a comic book. You want to you want to like watch a larger than life character do larger yeah. than life things. Like it's fun, and I was like, yeah, action, punchy, punchy, fun, fun, fun. Except that it stopped being fun, fun, fun after like the first or second thing. I just, it, every fight lasted approximately five minutes too long, maybe longer. I don't know. I kind of liked when Bane was beating up Batman. But again, I'm very bad, <laughs> <laughs> and then I felt bad. But I also was like, we never see Batman get like, no, like, like, like beaten. That Not was just a, like going home to like lick his wounds, but like, oh, he's done. It was a good scene because that was the focus of it. Like, you've never seen Batman just get trounced, and they like there was no music in the fight scene, no and they will occasionally just cut to people watching without any commentary, and that's just really upsetting and sad. So like that was fine, but all of the really. All of the ensemble fight scenes, I was just, like, not fun. having it. I don't know. Maybe I was just in a bad, in a bad... I also don't have a personal connection to Batman, despite being Batman. But he's never been my favorite. Oh, I forgot that that was your quiz result, and I was like, please elaborate further. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I like Batman. And I was very excited about all the Batman movies. I think I probably... I know I went to the midnight showing of The Dark Knight. Possibly went to the midnight showing for this, too. Excited to see the upcoming Batman movie. But I still am not like, Batman, that's that's my yeah. superhero. That's my guy. And so... It's interesting. Because I'm not super invested in him. Like, for, for, for the movies, I am. I can plug in, and I'm good to go. But I don't watch the movies and think, gotta read some Batman comics, gotta read some Batman graphic novels. Yeah. Although gotta I'm sure there some... are lovely ones. Oh, yeah, I know, I'm sure. The thing is, if they had, I'm very excited, because the new one has the Riddler. And then, I, if anyone does a good Poison Ivy, I will watch that. I think I think DC's even though I like Superman because he's, you know, a kind-hearted individual. I think DC's strengths, or to me, are its villains, and so I don't care as much about the heroes. Whereas Marvel, I think their strengths are the heroes themselves. Are you are you more Marvel or DC? Marvel. Hallie. Marvel. And again, nothing against DC, as I watched the Harley Quinn show, which is like my my very limited daily experience, <laughs> as it is being made abundantly clear. But like, Poison Ivy's great. Bane's just a hoot and a holler. Harley Quinn, fun time. I watched the Suicide Squad movies, and you know what? The first one isn't like great, but I was entertained. The second one was better, and like they had Polka Dot Man. That's fun. Who just has polka dot man? He he makes okay, polka dot. Like, <laughs> and so DC's strengths strength. I I don't like keep tripping. DC is good with villains, <laughs> and so I think 
they should continue to capitalize on that. And then that's how you'll get me to care about its heroes more. Although I did like the Wonder Woman movie. Check out that episode. Yeah. 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 Or if I if I like Marvel or DC more, I'm not like the biggest superhero fan in general, but um, yeah, I don't know. I um, I think I've read more DC comics than I have Marvel, but I also like I, I collected a bunch of like Marvel action figures and like trading cards and stuff when I was a child. So I probably I probably know more about Marvel like random trivia tidbits about Marvel characters that I do about DC. Mm -hmm. um, but I've read more stories with DC characters okay. like Batman. Batman. It does seem a little bit old to be doing Batman stuff in this movie. He like, seems a little bit old and a little bit injured. He's been yeah. through a lot. That's my other, again, it's like a movie I'm totally happy to be like, yeah, he absolutely fixed his spine and got back into fighting shape in five months. But I also am like, dude, you're not even like coming fresh out of being in super good Batman right. condition. Like, in which case already... you're like, okay, you're, you're already starting with like a really solid, healthy, muscly foundation. You're good to go. But as we have seen, he's been, like, just chilling in Wayne Manor. Has to, like, use a cane to get around yeah. because he did something to his leg or hip. Yeah. And so it's it's the fact that not only would he have to come back from those, that was his starting foundation when his back was broken right. and then had to get back into fighting shape. Yeah. So I'm like, Bruce... Yeah. It just doesn't seem feasible. I mean, I don't, like, yeah. But also, like, it's a movie, so I'm not like, I don't know, I think they should have made it ten months if they really wanted to look <laughs> yeah. yeah. Christian Bale was 38 when the movie came out, which is, like, right around my age when they were filming. So I'm too old for Batman stuff. <laughs> he was 38? Yeah. Okay, no. Because when he, <laughs> when he comes back to Gotham and he's walking up and he sees Catwoman on the street after she beat up that one guy for taking the kid's apple, yeah. he looked so much older. And maybe that was the point, that he's just meant to be, like, kind of so worn down. And, like, he's coming back for this fight to save Gotham, but, like, this is Batman's last hurrah. And maybe, you know, that's part of it. But I thought, like, oof. Like, I would not have guessed 38. And that was when it came out, so like it probably filmed at like thirty six. Yeah, thirty six or thirty seven. Yeah. So he just got so tired. No, it's not even. It's not even well, old. that's the whole thing is that he looked old, and that age isn't old. Well, I mean, he's been through a lot. He's been through a lot. Yeah. He's been through a lot. He just looked that's... tired. Fun fact is that um, Christian Bale voices Howell in Howell's Moving Castle, who is a temperamental, slightly vain, not just vain, a temperamental vain wizard. So um, I could only picture Batman as that while I was watching it, and that made it a lot more fun for me. My friend once saw Christian Bale at an airport. <laughs> <laughs> How's about that? Great. I love Christian Bale, though, because I always forget, because, I mean, mostly I've seen him in this. I can't, I'm drawing a blank on anything else I've seen Christian Bale in. But, um, 
people always forget that he has like this really strong Cockney accent. And then he starts talking and everyone's like, that's what Christian Bale sounds like. And it's bizarre. And I love it. Interesting. I've never heard him speak outside of... Right? You hear him as movies. Batman. You would not expect to be like, hey there, mister. But that's... Not me, <laughs> <laughs> Orange. <laughs> But that's Christian Bale. Yeah. So once you know that that's what he sounds like, I'm like, oh, then he does an even better job because he did not make that apparent. Yeah. At all. I do like how the ending of this one sort of shuts the door on Bruce Wayne ever being Batman again. Yeah, mm-hmm. like good for like, good for. Yeah, he's given the Batcave over to Robin. Uh, he skipped town and faked his own death. He started dating Anne Hathaway. Like, though, is there no paparazzi in the Batman universe? I feel like Bruce just hanging out in Florence with Selena Kyle at the end. Somebody would, like, take pictures of this dead billionaire who's, like, shown up in Italy. That's like, true, but also... Like, he's, he's like, probably one of the more famous people in the world, right? They used like, the record wiper. That's how it works, David. <laughs> Neither of them exist anymore. It's time. No, but I hear that, like, obviously paparazzi are still a thing over there. But I hear it's it's so much worse here in the States. So, I don't know. But also, I was like, no, I can buy that. But then uh, Zac Efron has a show. And in one of his things, he went to Italy and... All these girls were like, Zach Efron of High School Musical is yeah. here. And so then that was swarmed with people. But that's also Zach Efron. That's not, you know, Bruce Wayne was not in a Disney Channel original movie. He's not going to have all these people swarming him. <laughs> yeah, but like, it, it's like if, if Bill Gates faked his death and then showed up and. Okay, but also, like, he's like, a business person. Bill Gates just had, like, yeah, if I saw him on the street, I'd be like, you're that guy, aren't you? Like, I'm not going to know his face like you would know, like, an actor or something. There are probably many very famous slash notable um, business people here in the States that I would not know if I shared an elevator with them. And I'd be like, oh, okay, let me know when it's Zac Efron. <laughs> He so did that's that. He just he did it for Alfred as a treat, and as I really piece. do like that scene. I like that Alfred gets to see him. What I like out. is the idea because Alfred, you know, told him this. He's like, I go to this cafe, and I hope that one day I'll see you there. And I like the idea that Bruce was like cafe that Alfred. Alfred <laughs> <laughs> like, I need to look it up. And he like goes back to his bank statements and is like, Can I get an address on this place? And then just like waits to see for when Alfred takes a vacation. Like, it's a very wholesome scene, but imagine the planning behind it. Because you know he's got to be, like, super obsessive about it, too. Yeah, because he's got to get it just right, and he's got to be like, I gotta be, where does Alfred normally sit? I have to make sure he can see me from where he is sitting, and then I gotta, like, look so he senses that <laughs> someone's looking, but you can't just like stare. So I I don't know. The yeah. idea of him planning this is so much more heartwarming than like the act itself. He asked the waitstaff, I need the table that is the most visible from every other table in the restaurant. <laughs> so at any point when you're looking around, you'll be like, I see that table. I'm waiting for a, a man 
He looks like Michael Caine. He'll probably <laughs> be wearing this kind of shirt. Don't tell him I'm here. Just meanwhile, <laughs> Catwoman's like, can we just pick a shirt? <laughs> right, right. I would like a cappuccino. Yeah, we've watched a couple Anne Hathaway movies. Mm-hmm. We have. I think this is only number three. I was gonna say like a just, couple, but like we just, just had Brokeback Mountain. Oh yeah, she's in Brokeback Mountain. Princess Diaries, Brokeback Mountain. Yes, I and Devil Wears Prada. Yes. Oh yeah. This is just becoming the Anne Hathaway podcast. I I I like Catwoman. I feel like the movie may as well have been playing a sexy saxophone every single time she appeared on screen. Which yeah. is like, she's Catwoman. Being sexy is her God-given right. Fine, whatever. But it felt like the movie really wanted you to be like, she's sexy, but she doesn't take shit from anyone. Which is fine, which is great, but it was like every single scene. What I... Because at first I also was like, we get it, Catwoman's hot. Right? But... Like, <laughs> but I did like that when when she was doing that the most, it seemed like she was intentionally putting on a show. Like she had the Catwoman outfit on or she was trying to steal something from the Wayne Manor. And so she was being like, this is the front that I'm putting on. I'm a hot woman who doesn't take anything from any man or like just doesn't put up with that. So then you also had her more vulnerable moments. And of course, they still like made her kind of sultry in those because they can but it did seem like it did a better job of pairing it with like that's how she's portraying herself and how she's choosing to portray herself than it is like I'm a man director and so I can focus on the women in such a way because the other one lead woman in this movie was pregnant or like had just had a baby. My problem is I was like, I only have one size four hot woman here. About halfway through the movie I wondered, does this movie pass the Bechdel test? And I don't think it does. Do Catwoman... I, I don't think I'm they ever sure talk to each other. Yeah. I know it is a bummer, See, but so it just I, like I don't know. I'm fi- like I'm fine with the like woman uses attraction to yeah. steal from a man and, and make his life. Happy. It's just that when that's like the only thing she does, and when it's written by a man in a movie with all this other cop stuff, I'm like. <laughs> And it's the motorcycle scene, really, because she lays down yeah. flat on the oh, motorcycle. Yeah, and like, someone told you to lay that way. Like, nobody yeah. sits on no the one, No one does that. Somebody Though, I did think when she had her goggles over her mask, very funny. Yeah, very funny. <laughs> I thought it was fun. Yeah, not even like, funny. I was just like, I too would do it for the aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> Got her mask on, puts the other mask on over it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes, all right. Um, Sorry, continue. Yeah, I had a point I was going to say. It. Yeah, I cut you off like three times because my point was more important. What were you just saying? Um, motorcycle. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. No, one thing that confused me, that often confuses me with like superhero things, is that Anne Hathaway, according to the IMDb trivia section, said that this is one of the most like physically demanding roles that she's ever done because she had to like, you know, prepare so much. But we did like... I don't know. I feel like they have these actors and like Tom Hardy gained like 30 pounds of muscle and did all these other like rigorous things. And like, we get to see them fight, but at the same, 
I don't know. Sometimes I just watch things and I'm like, you have a total of like three fight scenes that last 10 minutes and you had to do how many months of training for all of this? And it's not like, I don't know the point I'm trying to make here, but (laughs) it's just a weird observation to me that people will be like, this is the most physically demanding role of my life. And then we don't see them do that much, especially because Bane's fighting style is very like just kind of being a bully and just making himself bigger and then punching people really hard. He really just touches people and then they die. Yeah. And and that's but I mean he also has to look like someone who could touch someone and then oh, they no, die. And that's that's fine. I don't know, but he also like the I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Fighting is like super physically demanding. Like that's even true. though even though Catwoman isn't like in too many fights. Mm-hmm. Man. I guess you have to, like, give the impression that they are a person who fights. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know. It, there's probably also, like, multiple, multiple takes going on. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, that probably took all day, if not several days, well, to get those fight scenes. But also, like, But they also man. have, like, I know they have stunt doubles, too. And I'm like, the stunt doubles already trained for this. Why are you having the actors also do I don't know. It just seems redundant to me. I don't know. I think trying to pretend to fight for like three minutes, I would be totally wiped out. Mm-hmm. Three minutes is so long <laughs> to be long like time. jumping okay. around and like swinging your arms. Oh, yeah. and stuff. I did. Like, I do like this one P90X workout video. It's like a half hour long. It's MMX fighting. It's really fun. I am beat at the end of that one. Yeah. Like the others, I'm like, whew, tired. That was a toughie. That's one where I'm like, <sighs> I don't have an inhaler, but God, I wish I did. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> the dancing, the DDR, the like, the like, yeah, the thing at the place, the thing at the place, yeah, at the arcade. We were at the arcade once doing the little dance. Oh, this is gonna be Working so fun, and I was just like going to throw up after the first <laughs> dance. Like, this is too hard. But I was like, I have to go again. So then it was getting really close. I yeah. kept, I kept doing it because it's really fun. But yeah, that that is hard. And I was in my little like platform shoes and and I had a sweater on. Yeah, it was winter so everyone wore warm clothes. (laughs) And then I had straightened my hair because I wanted to look nice but then you don't want to put it back because it's it's gonna have a crimp in it. So I just had to do all these dance things with my hair down in a sweater in my platform shoes and I was like, it's damp. Oh my god. (laughs) It was so warm. But... Okay, like, yeah. I don't know, you guys are making good points. And again, I don't know the point I'm trying to make. I just, <laughs> it's, it makes sense for, like, Chris Evans, because he's supposed to have taken this, like, super soldier serum to become Captain America. Mm-hmm. That's what Steve Rogers did. So I get that. I, it was just, I, in Hathaway could also just be saying that for the interview. She could be, but like I don't I know, for don't superhero know. things, they they run these people pretty hard. So so maybe it was the most physically demanding. But role. then why? <laughs> for these superhero things, they run people pretty hard. Yeah. Do not use my words <laughs> against me. I don't know. Like I haven't seen many Anne Hathaway movies other than the ones we watched for the podcast. Just four now. But like, it seems more physically demanding than. The devil wears Prada. I'm not saying it's not physically demanding. Like, I don't know. 
think I heard that it was like five months, and I'm like, you spent half a year physically preparing for this. I would need for your like three minute scene. I would need so much longer than five months to get in that kind of shape. It was good enough for Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that's true. How are the his whole back? All right. How were the policemen trapped into the rubble for five months getting fed? And like, I have no idea. JGL was just like, they're getting food, they're getting water. And I think that was supposed to be for the audience, the like, oh, loophole closed, it's fine. But I'm like, but the only way of they... communication with them was him dropping a little note through the sewer. Was someone, <laughs> I don't know, maybe, I wouldn't be surprised if Bane was like, because he's, you know, like, you gotta have hope, you gotta do this and this. So he doesn't want to just like kill them because he's like, nah, I want to see him suffer. Um, so maybe Bane was like, you all get rations. <laughs> I assume them evenly amongst I just, yourselves. I assume Bane had some kind of provision line. It's all, part of, it's like, all part of the gateway to his rehab. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is actually just his origin story. This movie right here. Not all the things that he told us happened to him this movie. And I, I don't, this movie was so cop heavy and i knew it was yeah. but i think just in light of you know everything and the world it just seems so much more especially the worst thing was like we have like a thousand men down there and jgl was like um a thousand police officers and i was yeah. like yeah we know their occupation god it's sake. fine what JGL. matters is that they're people yeah god and it was also like but also, like, when they were... Sorry, go ahead. The fact that they sent, like, 3,000 police officers into the tunnels, I was like, this proves that we don't need them. What are you, you doing? need to go check on that. <laughs> the door just opened. <laughs> we are all sitting at a table. No one else is here. The door just opened, and David looked at me and he shrugged. <laughs> so you have to pause and go investigate this. It doesn't It doesn't close very well. I, d I don't it, care. It just it just opens Why by itself sometimes. I would like something sharp. No, it it she just the candle. It doesn't close very well, so it, investigate yeah. I have nothing shut. I mean, you can just screen, like that's me dying. You just like pull it closed. There's nothing in there. Okay. I did not look under the bed. There could be a tiller. Yeah. See, it doesn't close very well. See. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to break the doorknob. Yeah. Yeah, someone already broke the doorknob in this house. Anyways. What did you do? <laughs> I kicked it down. The door because I'm that bad. Closed. You didn't even have to kick it down. Yeah, and I did it anyway. Funny tap. <laughs> you gotta keep your hands by your face to protect yourself. So you just do a quick little thing yeah okay so obviously there was a lot of like oh no we've been outsmarted by the villains and like whatever but i was like why would you send three thousand people into the tunnel that's so many <laughs> that's so many people You're like every cop on the force so come out like the i get it entire police force nothing can <laughs> possibly <laughs> <Right>. go wrong nobody's working the desks <laughs> if you call 911 because something else is happening, there's just nobody to like, Not every cop. And, and it's the like... one who's in the hospital about to die. I do I do like that later they showed, oh, here are some other cops who were like, 
pretending not to be cops that don't get lynched in the streets, I guess. But yeah. they're like, not everybody, just, you know, 99% of them. And again, they were like, it's a training exercise. <laughs> Every for single cop in the entire yeah. police force. Every single, every single one. Yeah. This is completely unrelated, but I just remembered that. Okay, go. Okay. Like no, I just wanted to say on the subject of police work, the one example that we see is that at some point, Commissioner Gordon is like, the bomb goes off tomorrow. Like, they haven't really gotten anywhere in five months right? of investigation. <laughs> they still don't know which truck it is. <laughs> They're like, they have... Oh, it's just like, suddenly we check in and it's like, it's tomorrow. And I was like, tomorrow? What have you been doing? (laughs) Nothing. Yeah, anyways, go ahead. Oh, did you hear that? No. That was really good. Oh, I was going to say, when we were saying it's a training exercise, when I left my house to come here, I like looked to my left and there were these four bright lights in the sky, like one here, one here, one here, one here. It was important that you knew where they were. (laughs) And I was like... (gasps) Because what a what an unusual little arrangement of things. And I was like, logically, I know that these are just like planes and they're very bright headlights, but like weird, right? And then I thought, weird. training exercise, quote unquote. So, and then I was like, I'm going to have to tell them about the weird lights I saw. And then I forgot <laughs> until just now. Yeah. You can cut that. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else did I want to mention? Oh, something I had heard about from this movie, but I had never actually heard for myself. Bane. Kind of a goofy voice. Incredibly goofy voice. I, I thought it fit him, though. Like, I was okay no, with like, it. Like, yeah. Uh, I was, I was... One line I think of all the time, genuinely love, is in the beginning, when also just the opening plane heist, fantastic, incredible way to start a movie. All movies should start like this. <laughs> and um, I like when the guy was like, what happens if I take that mask off? And he's like, it will be incredibly painful for you. <laughs> like the pause between the for you, I think of that constantly. <laughs> and this movie came out 10 years ago. Yeah. I really like that one of the first things the guy who's interrogating him asks is why does he wear the mask? <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. He just thinks it's cool. Like, tell me where I can get one. Does Party City have this? Like, his voice is interesting to me because I am a fan of it. Um, but I also know that a lot of bros uh, don't like this movie because they don't think Bane is a good follow-up villain. I mean, he's no Joker, which is, like, fine. But but I think what they don't like about him is that it turns out he's not the villain and he's and he's working for a woman and it's like, oh, Marion Cotillard is the, is the big bad. Uh-huh. When, like, you could just look at everything else about Bane and be like, yeah, he's... He's got the voice. Like, I don't, like, this is what you're choosing to make fun of him on? Like, yeah. I'm in the middle of Bane because I do love the voice. But, like, I love the voice. It's, it's so easy to make fun of. Good. I like when he's standing there before he has the, the all the bombs go off and the kid's singing the national anthem and he's like, what a lovely, lovely voice. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> just a nice little observation. Yeah. And just the weird way he talks. Every time he spoke, I was... 
Yeah. Yeah. Though I, I should, yeah, I should mention again that not really clear on what he wanted. Yep. Unclear. <laughs> yeah. I, I, maybe if I went back and watched Batman Begins, I should have watched the whole trilogy. I checked them all out from the library. I have them all in my house, but I, I was like, that's still so much Batman. You finished a trilogy. You said that like, this will be good because you hadn't seen it and you're bad at finishing things. How does it feel I to finish this trilogy? Now, now I've, I've seen all the Christopher Nolan Batman. Do you feel like a brand new person? No, but oh. I feel like I feel pretty good about it. Another there's there's so many other trilogies for me to finish though. Another Christopher Nolan movie that also has Tom Hardy and Killian Murphy, Dunkirk. Not part oh, of the yeah. trilogy. Also has Harry Styles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you were very excited about that. I was. Saw it in IMAX. Yeah. Um that was the other person when I was like, there's another person in Inception. It's the director. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Nolan. He did Inception, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a shame that they covered up Tom Hardy's beautiful face. In <laughs> like this he does movie. have a nice face. I was like, I gotta go watch something that he's in where his face isn't covered up. Also, he like shaved his head, which is sad. It is sad. But I like how they did kind of make him look very intimidating. I saw a quote in the trivia section from the costume designer who said one that she spent two years on a jacket. I'm not a professional, but I was like, that's a long time to spend on a jacket. But it was meant to be... Why did I take a screenshot of it? But it was meant to look both like dictatory but also revolutionary at the same time because that's kind of the line that he walked and i thought wow that's really interesting mm-hmm. i really like hearing yeah. when people put the thoughts like yeah. that into their stuff and then yeah. um tom party is not particularly tall and so they had like three inch lifts in his shoes to help make him seem taller how tall is tom party five nine and they that's said that in there him. but i was like i knew that though <laughs> That's how tall I am. That's how tall you are. Yeah. You and Tom Hardy, if you were standing right next to each other, be the same height back to back. Yeah. Isn't that fun to know your celebrity height twin? No. <laughs> so now when you see Tom Hardy and things, you can be like, that's me, that's my height. Yeah. I'll, I'll reckon we'll see right eye to eye. Yeah. And yeah. So, okay. I know I started off by criticizing Bruce Wayne a lot, but it was really touching that he sincerely cares about orphan children yeah, and right? turns the whole Wayne Manor into an orphanage and then leaves everything else to Alfred. Yeah. Even though Alfred, Alfred yeah, even though they had this little falling out, like it all comes back and Alfred gets all this stuff. Like Bruce Wayne is a good person. It's just that he's, he's, he's really got a thing for being Batman. He's got, and he's it, got some stuff to work through. He's got some stuff. This to work is through. again, Evidence that all people, especially men, need some good therapists. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned this last time, or the time before. I'm going to keep mentioning it. Sometimes you just need someone to talk to. <laughs> and he had no one to talk to because he couldn't be like, first things first, I'm Batman. <laughs> um, this has caused a lot of problems in my life. Yeah. Even though it really has. Yeah. I know there's like patient doctor confidentiality, but if Bruce Wayne like went to a therapist and was like, okay, so I'm Batman, 
do you think they'd just be like, thinks he's Batman? Right, and then he'd be treated yeah. for that instead of what he needs to be, or not treated, but what he needs to be working on. Or would he make up something else? Because I thought it was just funny when he went to the doctor to, you know, just get a general checkup. Yeah. And then the doctor was like, so no, I cannot recommend that you go, like, hella skiing this weekend. And he's like, ah. Yeah, that thing I asked about. That thing I asked about. So what if he, instead of going and being like, well, I'm Batman, he's like, well, I can't even think of an example. I don't know, but he'd come up with something and be and like... An underground MMA fighting ring. And they'd be like, as rich people do. <laughs> I kind of want to know what happened when the doctor came back <laughs> and Bruce Wayne was gone, having flipped out of the window... <laughs> I forgot about that. He probably was just like, Rich yeah. don't even say bye. Like, yeah. Forgot about that. Bar in the window. But also, like, what? Like, what else was he gonna do? He already said no. You can't go hella skiing. And Bruce Wayne was like, oh, okay. Yeah. What more to the appointment was there? He was gonna leave anyway. And you know, in a weird town was like it? Gotham, anyone could have put that bar there. Was but there? I do. I do like that he just put a simple balaclava over his head <laughs> and then was like, let me go visit my pal Gary Oldman. And mm -hmm. Gary Oldman was like, I cannot tell that this is Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I know that it is Batman, though. All right. <laughs> I know this deep in my heart. But this is from the same, same world where in the Dark Knight, someone pointed out this scene a while ago, that when um, the Joker goes to go visit Harvey Dent in the hospital, looking just like the Joker, but with a surgical mask on. Harvey Dent is like, oh, nurse. And then Joker yeah. takes it off, and then he's like, oh my god. And everyone's like, you couldn't, you you couldn't tell. tell that that was the Joker before the mask. <laughs> and so are we surprised? No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Selena Kyle does look exactly like Catwoman. She does even though she has a little mask on. And that's coming from you, a person who is easily <laughs> fooled by appearances. And, and, and Hathaway always kind of looked like Anne Hathaway. Well, that's not true. I didn't really recognize her in Princess Diaries. Didn't I show you that one video yeah. of the person who was like, is that Anne Hathaway or is it Julia Roberts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you showed me that video. Yeah, no. Princess Diaries was the movie you had the hardest time was it because of the glasses? It was all frizzy. And then, like, I don't know. Not like Brokeback Mountain, where she's blonde. No, because her face still looked like Anne Hathaway. She she looked enough like Anne Hathaway. Okay. I mean, in The Princess Diaries, all they did to her face was remove the glasses <laughs> and tweeze her eyebrows a bit. But her hair wasn't as frizzy afterwards. Okay, but you just said that Anne Hathaway's face still looked the same. Yeah, but there was a lot else going on. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, well, I think that's everything I have. I feel like there's something that we need to touch on, but I can't think of what. Okay. I don't know. I, okay, I remember when I saw this movie. It came out in 2012? All right, I was a senior. I feel like I definitely should have picked up on it, but I remember being like, oh, I did not know Marion Cotillard was the villain. 
but like in so many things any person who's just like mysteriously there and is like oh yes i am 100 percent here to help so i'm <laughs> now the ceo of the company I hated the way you looked at me and so i don't know i remember being like surprised mostly i remember being annoyed because the, the kid who played little version of her, I had seen that actress before, but she had buzzed her hair for this. And so, yeah. and you know, when, when you're you like, change your hair and everything yeah. is different. Okay, it's different isn't when it? you're a kid, though, isn't because it? Just children aren't real people. Yet. Children aren't real people. <laughs> and so, if I had known that it was Joey King, I would have gotten the plot twist immediately. But I was like, I know this child from somewhere, but I couldn't place it. And then when I realized it was Joey King after it was like, aha, it is Marion Cotillard. Um, I was really annoyed that I didn't get it sooner. Cause I'm like, I have seen this child. I was surprised by the plot twist. I wasn't sure that I liked the plot twist, but I was also surprised that it was. It was fun. It was her. Knowing the plot twist because, and granted, I don't know if people knew that Bane wasn't the child because it seemed like it had happened a long enough time ago and they were like, this is Bane's prison, he wouldn't want the story told. So maybe they're just very hush-hush about it. But when you hear Batman be like, oh, Bane's the child, Bane's this, no one ever says, yes, Bane is the child. They just continue talking and yep. he just keeps doing this. And I'm like, interesting it's they a, never actually confirmed it it's just that the way they're talking about it and the fact that they didn't deny it made you be like oh my god he's the it's child a very well executed twist it's mm. oh it's only mistake is that it happens at a time when the movie should be over that's that's that's, that's <laughs> it at least not letting when the it, time go no when it happens i'm like this is i'm tired you don't you don't have you don't have the energy that I need to be like, oh, a twist, crazy. Oh, please. Also, if I were trying to make a jump for life or death, I would want a little bit of a running start. Right. Why do they all go right? up to the edge and then just, just like... especially because you can see when he finally does make the jump that like, there's there's enough space to there's get a at least like, right. there's there's a like a two, two yeah. solid steps of like momentum going at a minimum. Also, yeah. when he finally did make the jump, uh, the guy next to the doctor who had been treating him just did like, yeah, with like a fist up very casually as if he was at like a high school football game. And he's like, attaboy, Tommy. And I'm like, um... This man just made a jump that only one other person, a child, has done before. You see people try this all the time and they never make it. Let's show a little more enthusiasm here. I think he was a little bit sad to see his new friend go. No, but it wasn't the doctor who did it. It was this random man next to the doctor oh. who was just like, yeah. And I'm like, come on. And then also one other thing that bugged me is that the, the chanting never once lined up with the people actually like speaking they never synced that at any point in the movie and i don't know why it bothered me so much maybe it's because christopher nolan's like a good director and i'm like surely you had several opportunities to like get this perfectly lined up and he did not also the chant confuses me because i hold on i don't remember what it's like 
Deshi Basa Ara or something, but when they chant it, they don't say like the correct number of syllables. And so all I can think is that they're saying the first word twice and then the second word twice instead of like one, two, one, two, like one, one, two, two. And even then, hold on. What's the chant? The dark night rises. Yeah, so they're saying, stop it. Why did you go all the way down? Deshi Basara, Basara? There's one point where I think the doctor or the blind man who is sitting in the cell says it, and he says, like, Basara. But when you hear the chant, they're like, Deshi Basara, or something like that. And it, it, I think about this often. <laughs> Whenever I think about this movie, I'm like, that I need someone to say it slowly and clearly for me, like I have to do with my family with 1975 songs because they just like. Can't you. I want someone to make a video and be like <laughs> over the chance, be like Dashi Basara, <laughs> so I can Very finally <laughs> Dashi Basara and do that and then I will understand the beat that they're saying it at because it doesn't make any sense and Christopher Nolan never lined it up with the audio and the visual. I didn't expect to go on this tangent but I did. Yeah, that's um, those are some strong feelings. <laughs> it's probably my biggest complaint about the movie. Genuinely. <laughs> what number would you give it, Kristen? Uh, I'm thinking about this. Because, like, it's a very good movie. But, again, we're getting from point A to H. And yeah. I get a little confused along the way. If it was, like, A to D, things would be better. And it's pretty long. But I don't know if it needs to be that long. I'm not like a seven. And they're anti-seven, but I give it a seven. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. Anything else that we should talk about? I did like at the when he's about to make the jump with no running start that all the bats come out because yeah. I'm like, aw, nice. full circle. Mm -hmm. Also bats. It's amazing. My parents showed me a video <laughs> of the bat cave in Texas where all those bats live, and apparently, um, I don't know. Maybe there are several caves like this. I don't actually know, but there was one. And the air is so terrible. It's just like ammonia. So if you go in there, <laughs> you have to like wear a full suit. And then the floor is covered with all these flesh-eating beetles. Yeah. Crazy. Right. Yeah, there's a there's a bridge in downtown Austin that has a million plus bats that live under it. And in the summer, it's a sort of tourist attraction. You can yeah. go and like sit on the shore or like there are boats that you can go out on the boat and be on the river and watch all the bats come out right as at dusk when they come out to go get their little bugs. Do their thing. Little bugs. Yep. Yeah. Little so bugs. I did that. Oh, I would do that <laughs> several times. I'd be like, Friday night, big <laughs> gonna go watch the bats. <laughs> yeah. It was one of the first things that I did when I went down to like look for an apartment when I was living there. It was like, well, gotta go see the bats. Gotta go see the bats. Gotta go see the bats. So. But it was it was just nice that they brought it full circle. Yeah. Bats. Bats. Well, on that note, we have something special for the next episode, which is we 
and by we, I mean probably just me, decided that giving me the choice of a movie every 25 episodes was a little egregious. Because <laughs> that means I get one movie maybe a little bit over a year. <laughs> yeah. Not ideal. One, once per it's year ideal is... ideal for me if you're picking Holy Motors. <laughs> but... <laughs> In order to, like, I don't know, give me a little bit more input in the movies and, like, before when it was only once per year, I'd have to pick a movie that I really loved, even though I, I knew that maybe Hallie and Kristen would love it. Um, but giving me more choices means I can pick more movies that, I don't know, I've seen and maybe enjoyed, maybe not, but I, I feel like you two should see just because I know you haven't. So uh, for next episode, episode 60, we're going to do it every 10 now. Yep. Um, yep. I have chosen the movie. Is that what is it's it called? called? The movie? It's called The Movie? No. Oh. Is it's it not. Space Jam? I have not seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Space Jam. Space Jam. I went through a phase about 10 years ago where I listened to so many mashups of the Space Jam theme song <laughs> plus any other song. They are all bangers. <laughs> there, all is, bangers. there is no bad mashup with the Space Jam theme song. Okay. There was a whole subreddit. Anyways, there's a lot of people have done these mashups. Okay, I believe uh, you. Yeah. People do good things. The mm -hmm. remix to the Little Einstein's theme song. Slaps. <laughs> I'll play it. Yeah. So it could have been Space Jam, but it it's been, not. But it's not. Instead, it's a little movie called The Room. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone so long Both not the, seeing this movie. Yeah, I've gone so long not seeing The Dark Knight Rises. Oh. And I've seen The Dark Knight Rises now. And now you're going to see The Room. Both of them have their heads down on the table. <laughs> Neither of them is happy. You said this would be good for everybody. I'm thrilled. It's going to be so good because this is a movie as millennials, everyone should see at least once. It's, it's a movie that inspired an Oscar-winning film about the movie. Which Oscars didn't win? I don't remember. <laughs> then that doesn't count. I could look it up. It didn't happen if you don't remember it. That's how facts work. That's yeah. how facts work. I'm looking up right now. The Disaster Artist. What did it win? Did it actually win? I thought it won for sure. It, it was won. nominated for something. He he. J James Franco won Best Actor at Golden at the Golden Globes. I don't actually know if okay. it won. So it didn't win any Oscars. What's this called? The Disaster the Artist? The Disaster Artist is the movie about the making of The Room, but we are watching The Room. <laughs> We're watching The Room, which, if I only got one pick a year, would not happen. So thank you so much for agreeing to let me uh, have a little extra things. So The Room is... Should we make summaries just off the top of our heads? You definitely should. The Room is, thanks to a gift from sometime podcast listener, Evan, who 
I lived next to in my <laughs> freshman year of college. <laughs> it's one of like four movies I own on DVD. <laughs> he, he bought it for me. I have it. It's downstairs. The other movies I own are Angels in America, Pulp Fiction for some reason, and a Hungarian film called Workmeister Harmonies, <laughs> which I won't subject you to, but it is one of Do my you favorites. you really only own four movies? <laughs> I only own four. What? Is it like, yeah. I know that you live under a rock, but like, <laughs> like, this is like a way bigger rock than it should be. Yeah, people have are... been owning movies for years. Dave. <laughs> so I also somewhere right I don't I I can't find it, but somewhere I own the first season of the original Twilight Zone. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, it's really great. I love. I don't know why, but when you were like, I can't find it, but I do also own the first thing that came to mind was Mamma Mia Two. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the one. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why my friend Evan decided I should own it, but I do. It is as ridiculous as everything you've ever heard about it. All right. Yeah. All right. So, you you have. I'm not entirely against this selection, if only because I had never heard of this movie. Maybe like in passing once or twice and then forgot about it until The Disaster Artist. And I feel like it is having a mini resurgence. So at least it's like somewhat relevant. But I also hear that the acting's just bad. Not even necessarily it's, like entertaining bad, just bad. It is and, a, not an art film, but it is a work of art. It is, it's, art really something that you have to <laughs> it's really something that you have to experience to understand like everything will i understand it after i experience it i don't think so maybe not but it's hard it's it's a hard thing to describe is what i'm saying like the amount of things that went wrong are they just one on top of the other on top of the other and okay. it's it all somehow adds up to an incredible viewing experience. <laughs> Not incredible in like I love this. Just like <laughs> something. Yeah. Yeah. I will okay. note there are three incredibly awkward sex scenes. If you're watching it, I will with make sure parents around. Parents they happen in the on. first fifteen minutes. All three. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. And, to that band-aid yeah, but there are then then we're that, <laughs> we're through it. Silly. You don't have we're to like, you don't have to worry about it right. after that. You don't gotta just, like have the volume turned down, holding the remote ready to hit pause at any moment. Yeah, let me amend my plot summary in my brain. Yes, <laughs> because we have to give those. Now. You do. Uh, it we have is, to I thought of that when yep. I was out earlier. Tell me, tell me about the room, Allie. All right. When Timmy Wisno has... <laughs> That's <what>? so close. <laughs> I know it's Tommy Wiseau, but I don't know if he's playing himself. Tommy Wiseau, that's his character name now. He has a room where many people come to experience awkward sexual encounters. Um, almost like Rasputin's weird boudoir in 19th century Russia, pre-revolution. 
that thing I know all about. Yeah. <laughs> but then his room breaks. I cannot elaborate further. <laughs> Something is wrong with the room and he has to undergo the a very speedy but efficient remodel slash fix of his broken room so that he can have more people to have awkward sexual encounters with. Will he get done in time? Because the time limit is 26 hours. Yeah. Find out by watching The Room. Can't wait for that. Kristen. John has a room. <laughs> <laughs> and because he moved into a new house and he has a family room and a dining room and a kitchen and a bedroom and then just this extra room and he's just like, bruh. What am I gonna do with it? And he decides he's gonna make a movie. And so he's trying to like, you know, go through the motions of like making a movie. And I was gonna try to come up with something like witty and creative, but like, I don't even know. I just, he has a room, he's trying to make a movie. He's gotta get lights. He's gotta get camera people. He's gotta find extension cords for the plugs. He's gotta move them out. He's into gotta move them out. into the room. He's gotta figure out the logistics. He talks to someone named Mark along the way and he does it. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna pull it out. Yeah, and that movie is called Room Kamazah. <laughs> <laughs> Artsy. Yeah. So that'll be for next time. I'm very excited. Very excited for you to. I'm not excited to actually watch the room again, though it is a movie I've seen on multiple occasions. Um, How many is multiple? There was somebody who, when I lived in California, was very obsessed with this movie That's and weird. would end most of his parties with viewings of it. That's weird. Um, I don't like that. It's it's. It has become something of a, a cult classic in the vein of like Rocky Horror Picture Show. There are lots of like midnight showings of this where people will bring props or dress up as characters and throw things at the screen. And, you know, there's, there's a whole underground real cult following for this movie. Weird. Which, because um, it not not that like cult followings and movies are weird. It's fun. Why this one? <laughs> you will find out. <laughs> oh god! Next time, I'm catching up to it. <laughs> so yeah, the room. Very excited. I kind of want to watch it with both of you. Again, I do own it on DVD. <laughs> For some reason, it could that, be arranged. That, that is a movie arranged. that I have, but. We are doing it in person again. We are doing it person again. So, anyways, that'll be for next time. And um, until then, so long, Hallie. Au revoir, David. Goodbye, Kristen. Goodbye, David. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good night, listeners. <laughs>